said it at the beginning of this season, and it's going to be something that I think we come back to over and over and over again as we venture to the end of this 82-game finish line. You switched out some certain pieces in the bottom six, but this is, and in the top six for that matter, this is the same hockey team. This is the, they're the same, they're the exact same team they've always been. Oh yeah. High event, high drama. It has been exciting though. Yes. Every game, they they have kept it. Once again, one thing I will say about this team is they do keep things very entertaining. Yes. Either coming back late or blowing leads. Here we are again, like giving up chances, scoring big goals, like going to overtime, back and forth. They're the most like high event. I, I challenge any other team in the league to be as high event as this team. Shots taken and shots given up. They are just, they can't help themselves. They can't. They can't shut it down. They can't. They can't make it easy. It's it's coming back. It's being resilient. It's being idiots and blowing leads. But at the end of the day, they're ten five and one. So Sheldon Keefe was not happy after the Buffalo win, and it's like it's kind of weird seeing your coach like after your team wins in like kind of a thrilling fashion to be like really not stoked at what he just saw. So much so that William Nylander, who's arguably been their best forward all season, is benched towards the end of the game. He didn't seem particularly stoked with Austin Matthews either. And I think one thing we took away from, or I personally took away from uh, the All or Nothing series is Keefe is kind of a classic coach in the sense that he is all about the winning habits and the Stanley Cup habits. Mm. And if so, if you're benching Nylander and Matthews, it's because I saw a couple times last night, like those guys are cheating for offense a little bit and oh, yeah. not being responsible in the defensive zone. And um, so it's just like, at what point? So you look at the last week, right? It's like, it's the same old, same old. It's like they, they, they come out and they, and they, a really nice win over the Boston Bruins. Like, in my opinion, the best win of the season. Like, I know you could look at Vegas. You could look at whatever. They've had a lot of nice yeah, wins like, against pretty decent teams. Then they come out Then they come out and stink the joint up against the LA Kings. Yeah. Then they go into Philly and win 3 nothing. But I, 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 and again, played well. Good road win. But a lot of that for me was like the Philadelphia Flyers stunk in that game. Like, they were not very good. Yeah, but still, they're, 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 they're a good team. Like that's a that's a good team. That's a good win. Good come from behind win over Calgary. Yep. OT win. Matthews Nylander. and then and then the win in Buffalo where it's like you you have two two goal leads and you you let both of those evaporate and then you win by the skin of your teeth at the end. And so again, into to my earlier point that you said about uh, this is the same old same old. They they just do this, and I think that's what Sheldon Keefe is like really frustrated about, but. This is a long-winded way of trying to make the point that this is just Kyle Dubas. Bless you. This is just Kyle Dubas Maple Leaf hockey. Yep. That's what this is. Yeah. Like, like Kyle Kyle Dubas Leaf teams, as you said, are high event. Yep. Right? 
Yep. Shots for, shots against, goals against, expected goals, whatever nerd stat you want to bring up. They're pretty much on the top of every list on the offensive side and defensive side of the puck. Like they just, you know what my take is on it? Like screw all this, screw the same team. This is me, Ryan, as a fan. I'm just happy they're not shit. Yeah. Like, you know what? They're 10, 5, and 1. They, They've had everything that we've been talking about. Like, no, the habits aren't good. They can't keep up giving up chances. But, like, th- this is who they are, okay? And I'm happy that they are just winning. Like, I'm happy. They've had some pretty big wins. Like, that win against Calgary was a great win. Yeah. That's a phenomenal win. The win against the Bruins, phenomenal win. They beat the Flyers. They're a damn good team. Their number one goalie has a 940 save percentage and is playing out of his mind. They had a a, a kid come in against Buffalo, win the game. Obviously, it was kind of sketchy, but got a good win. Like, I honestly have seen a lot more positives this season than I've seen negatives. It's like, they're not they're not going to be the devils. They're not defending. No. Like, they're not going to shut it down. Like, it's not happening. But I think everyone's fear, and we talked about this at the end of last season. We talked about this last week. Our whole episode last week was themed around this. Can you... Can this style of play get it done in the playoffs? I'm, but like, I'm not even at that point anymore. I don't think they're a Stanley Cup contender. No, I don't think they are. Either. I think they're a get in the playoffs, see what happens contender. Yeah. Like, that was when we had visions of them holding a Stanley Cup. I'm over that. They're not going to win the Stanley Cup. No, I want them to make the playoffs and see what happens. Yeah. Like, I've dialed it back a whole other level. Like, I just want them to make it. Like, screw the first round. Like, get there. Because I was worried that after last season, they weren't even going to get there. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at John Tavares, guy we've criticized a lot. Had a pretty good year. Starting to score some goals on a consistent basis. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner loves to give the puck away. But all of a sudden, he's got just as many points as Nylander and Tavares. Austin Matthews shoots the puck more than anybody else I've seen in the NHL. So does William Nylander. They are all contributing. They're all getting offense. Their number one goalie is playing well. Morgan Riley is playing pretty well. Everyone else is like, eh, there's still some defensemen in there that eh, eh, I'm not a huge fan of, but they're they're contributing. The top guys are contributing and they're winning hockey games. I don't I don't really at this point. I'm just closing my eyes and I, I don't care how it's done. Just I don't think they're contenders. I want them to make the playoffs. And if we have to endure another first round exit, that's going to suck. And we're all going to lose our mind again. And I'm probably going to be a hypocrite. But when they lost that game in Pittsburgh, like I thought they were done. Like I thought Keith was maybe going to get fired. People were going to start going out the door. And then now they've kind of leveled it back out. They've won eight of nine, which is pretty damn good. No matter how you do it. Obviously it's not the way the, the Lightning do it when they've won the cup the past two years. But, man, like, I, I just want to see them get in the playoffs because can, I can't talk about a team that's not in the playoffs, man. Can like, we clarify a stance on a narrative that was going through this fan base, which was largely perpetuated by the media? But can I, I think you and I haven't discussed this previously, but I think that you're with me on this, right? So the huge narrative in, in uh, Toronto sports media with respect to the Leafs all last week was, well, you know, if the big four aren't scoring, nobody's winning. They're not getting much secondary scoring. I I want to make myself abundantly clear right now. If the entire rest of the season, the bulk of the goals are scored by the quote-unquote big four, 
good. That's what. That's exactly what you want. Yeah. What made that Bruins game so great? It was the big boys who yeah. contributed and got all the points. I'm not really worried about how if they're getting shut down, David Camp is not scoring. You are paying these four guys half your salary. Take a friggin' shot every time somebody says that. You're paying these four guys half your salary cap. They should be contributing half your offense, more than half of your offense. Yeah, like, and, sorry. And they are. Yes. Like, they, they have been. They've been scoring massive goals. So I just, like, it's just, it just, it kind of pissed me off because it's just like, like, sh- shut up. Like, honest to God, shut up. Like, it's like, on the one hand, if the if they're the big four aren't going, it's well, look at the way this team is constructed. You've got all this money in four guys. You can't rely on that. The big four are going, well, they're not getting any secondary help. Uh, and it's just like, shut up. They've won eight of nine. The big boys are scoring. Every, they're contributing. Every top team's top player exactly. leads their team in goals and assists and it, points. Exactly. I don't understand. So, and so, like, when people criticize, like, Leaf fans in the media about like living in our own world like that's oh. the type of shit that like they're right yeah they're right they're absolutely right i would like to see like at this point i'm like there's a couple guys like nick Ritchie makes me sad like watching him play hockey <laughs> he makes me like legit upset <laughs> i want this guy to score a goal so bad because he looks like such a loser out there he played well in philly like he, he he just needs to score a goal, yeah. you know. Like it's it, it sucks coming over. The guy was on the first line. Mm-hmm. We're talking Hyman replacement. Yeah, we're talking maybe twenty goals. And the guy, he, it's like he's an extra. It's like he's a call up out there, and you just like want him to like get a Geno. And then I know Kasha moves up to the top line against Buffalo, but that that mustache dude, belongs in the Hall of Fame. Like that, what Engvall and Camp and Ooh. and and whoever else Pierre is on Engvall the could not dude. That's put an, the puck in the ocean. You know, that, that looks like an AHL line. Yes, like that yes. line could be on the Marlies. You know, like Pierre Engvall could have a wide open net and be out there by himself and would still have a difficult time scoring. That goal David Camp scored against the Sabers is probably the nicest goal well, he's ever going to score in his career. <laughs> Just bank it off <laughs> three guys nice. and somehow slide it <laughs> in. Like that. That was a that was a bar down <laughs> snipe for David Camp the other night. Yeah, the Nick Ritchie thing. I mean, he oh, I feel awful for the guy. He's he just he like needs to score a goal, his confidence man. is completely shot. Like you could see in the in the Philly game, like they were really getting behind him. With Tavares out, he got kind of a chance to play up the lineup. And I thought he I thought that was his best game. The game in Philly was his best game as a Leaf. Like no two ways about it. But I, I Rob, you just mentioned his name. I think John Tavares has been phenomenal. Yeah, he, he, had a, he had a slow start. Span. Yeah, he had a bit of a slow start, but he's really he's really picked it up. He's doing everything he can with his skill set. I know the money is the money, but I think right now he's doing everything he can with his skill set to contribute as much as he can. Yep. Is he if he's scoring goals and winning faceoffs and not giving the puck away, like he has to just bang in goals. Like that's that's gonna where his value comes in strong. And I think he's been watching him score is awesome. Like watching yes. him contribute is awesome because I we hate coming on here and and criticizing him. So I think he's been phenomenal so far over the past like two weeks. I wanted to uh, give a um, a quick shout out and tip of the cap to the folks who in the off season when we were they were assessing um, all the new players that Dubas was bringing in who kept highlighting Kasha 
and being like, this is, this is, this is a good pickup for them. And I've been, I've been watching the last like week or so. And I've been thinking like, let's just get, let's give this guy a look up the lineup. Like I like Michael Bunting. I think he fits in up there fine. But I was like, this guy's got better touch than Bunting has. Like, let's get him, let's get him up there. Yeah. Goes out and gets another goal. Mm. I, I, I love him. I yeah. love when you just find guys like that and you know nothing about them and they just come in here and they just play well. Yeah, well, when you take a flyer on a couple dudes, one of them's bound to turn out. Yeah. One of them's yeah. bound to turn out. Yeah. So it was nice seeing him move up in the lineup for sure. Um, Let's talk about, uh, let's just touch on Joseph Wall a little bit. Like, mm. this this team and their luck with backup goaltenders like oh my god or just goaltending depth in goaltending in the organization like if if kyle do when kyle dubas's tenure as leaf general manager um eventually ends one of the things i think people will look back on like other than the way he constructed the team with the salary cap one of the things i think people will look back on is like the the bizarre backup goaltending situation that has existed here. And part of it is his fault. I think early on he didn't value uh, that position enough and didn't like what, like when he let McElhaney walk and we had like the Garrett Sparks debacle and then like Michael Hutchinson up and down, just always kicking around. Like it was like, then he brought in Jack, but then there's this whole other element of it where it's like, it hasn't been his fault. Like he brought in Jack Campbell to back up Fred and Jack Campbell, who has now cemented himself as the number one, did struggle with injuries. Yeah. You go and you get Mrazek, and we're all going, this is exactly what we need. We need a, a tandem style duo where like Campbell's your number one, but Mrazek can take like a good chunk of the games. Guys, guy gets hurt immediately. Yeah. And he's gone probably for like another, gotta be coming back somewhat soon. No, another couple weeks. Oh, he's four weeks on the because he, he he had I the groin. Even, the he, goalies and groins, man. You gotta be so careful with that. Like they they brought him back a little early and he, he wasn't ready. Yeah. And now he's re-injured and he's out again. And so you you default to Hutchinson because he has the NHL experience. And and Hutchinson two years ago was Terrible. the most abysmal goaltender I've ever seen in my life. And then yeah. Hutchinson last year in the all Canadian division wasn't that bad. Like for for a third stringer, he was pretty good. Yeah, he had a good little record. But I think bad. I think you look at the decision to put Wall in there and are like, is it Wall or is it Wall? I've heard it pronounced both ways. Wall. I don't know. You put jo- I'm gonna say Wall. You put Joseph Wall in there, and I, he played okay. Like, but I think it was just a, um, sort of. I think a certain. The guys feel a certain way when Hutch is back there. And yeah. so I think it was an attempt to like try and invigorate them to be like, let's get this kid his first win. And it invigorated me as a fan too. Like yeah. I I wasn't like, how can you look a, a goaltender is the hardest position yeah. in sports. Yes. Like one of the hardest positions. So for a team that has like the worst, like you said, like it's their curse, the worst depth in net. Yeah. Of all time, yeah. like never any prospects, never any guys coming up. Like it's just taking flyers on dudes, signing old guys. Yeah. So to see um, a depth goalie in the organization come up and make his debut as a young kid, like I was just praying that they were going to pull that one out for him last yeah. night, and they did. Yeah. 
because hockey night's just showing his mom they love hockey night just loves finding the parents yeah oh i mean it is pretty entertaining like being a being a goalie mom or dad would suck oh my god it'd be high stress all the time but anytime i could see any leaf goaltender like get a win or like play somewhat well because a lot of those goals he gave up last night were were like quick one-time passes that he couldn't really get over. The one was a fluke off the boards. Another one was across the crease. So anytime I could see a Leaf goalie playing well, oh, brings so much joy to my heart. And yeah, and he you. and they 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 got the win for him, like you said, and and that was really good. But I think like hopefully it sticks, and because Campbell needs, I'm starting to get a little worried about Jack Campbell and his workload. Like the guy, the guy is. He has been without question. Like, if you're going to assess, like I said, we're a month into the season. If you're going to assess who their best player has been, it's not close, in my opinion. Like, you could put Nylander in there, but, like, Jack Campbell, they are not 10-5-1. They are not, they have not won eight of their last nine. off the charts. It's not for Jack Campbell. Some of the saves he made against Calgary the other night, oh, my God. Just sensational. Yeah, he's pretty clutch. Yes. Comes up with pretty clutch third period saves. That that's for damn sure. But um I love hearing you talk about Jack Campbell because you were somebody who like you were like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it with respect to Freddie. And Jack Campbell has come in and just won you over as like a Yeah, like how do you how do you predict a guy who has no track record who can't stay healthy? Yeah. Like, but dude, anytime you know how you, you know how you just bail yourself out all the time in this league. Yes, have a goalie who could play. Yes, who could stop pucks. Yep, like that can mask so many issues. It's not even funny, and it can get you to a playoff spot, or it can even win you a series in the playoffs if a guy gets there and plays well. But dude, like nobody expected this. Like no. this is it's off. He's like Vesna level he was, he was, goaltending so far this season. I was watching, I had one of the networks on the other day and they were doing like projected Olympic rosters and he's on the projected Team USA roster. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a third guy yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh. Like, and I, it makes sense to me. Aren't you waiting for the, the wheels to fall off? Well, I think he's going to. Like, there was the one in LA, but like, or when LA came to Toronto, but other than that, like, I think, I think. Like I said, I'm a bit worried about his workload because he has a history of injuries. And like Marat, like you hoped with Mrazic that like this could be a guy who could play every third game, fourth game. Like, like just take like if how many games would you ideally want Jack Campbell to play out of 82? Just a little more than half, I yeah. guess. So yeah. So yeah. You, you hoped Mrazic would sort I'd of say pick like up, just under 50. Yes. So you'd want you'd hope Mrazic would pick up the slack and be they've had terrible luck with his groin. And now it's it's sort of in flux again. And I thought Joseph Wall looked good too, but the guy's never had over nine hundred no, save no. in the A. Yeah. No. So it's like you but, can't if he's your backup goalie option, then you're riding yeah, Jack Campbell. No, yeah. Right? No, and the only time he's, Yeah, the only time he's getting in there is is on a back to back situation. Yeah. Right? So I don't I wanted to um just hit on one thing um from watching all the games this past week. He definitely has his moments where he looks like like a, a a bit of an overwhelmed rookie out there. Mm. I've been really impressed with Timothy Lilligren. I I love if you could take him and Sandine and combine them into one player, it would be the ultimate 
defenseman. Yeah. Because Lilligren can skate. Yeah. Doesn't have the best hands. Sandine has great hands and offensive upside, can't skate. So if you could take the two of them and put them together, all of this is a way of saying that I think Travis Dermott is becoming more and more expendable. Yeah. And I think if you look at their D, like like they're they're it's been out there that they Yeah, what do you make of that? I I it's been out there that they've let other teams know that Dermot and Hull are available. But here's my question. It's careful like careful with that, man. Like, but, but what do you what, also like what Justin Hull has been pretty terrible since the word go this season. What are you going to get back for him? Well, it's like, what if what if somebody gets injured? Who, who's exactly. the next guy up? Exactly. Who's the Marty Marinson waiting oh, in the wings? You know, like you miss him. That's what I'm worried about. It's yeah. like, you can't just be tossing D man out the out the boat when like no. your D sucks yeah. and you're like one bad injury away from like what if Morgan Riley goes down for like three weeks? What if Jake Muzzin goes down? Yeah, T J Brody. Well, Jake Muzzin is going down. Yeah. It's not. It's not a matter of if. <laughs> if it's, it's when. when. Yes, it's when he goes down. Yeah. No, no. It'll be in the. It'll be right when they need him in the playoffs. Yeah, or like, this, yeah. or he'll be playing his best hockey of his career, and then two weeks before the playoffs start, yeah, he'll go down, and then he'll come back, and he won't have his, his time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be. Uh, <laughs> Take a while, like whatever. Uh, Quick little thought, though. Yeah, we haven't mentioned it. Sheldon Keith might cry and cry and cry about Stanley Cup habits, but they've fixed that penalty kill. Oh, their their, their power play is starting to get better. Dean Chanouth. Yeah, their their special teams are getting better. It's amazing when uh, we should start our own segment where I just talk about the power play for like three minutes. Dean Chanouth looks like the type of guy who wants to sit you down and talk to you about last month's business or last quarter's results. But that dude came in here and is just like, we're going to fix this PK. And he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Commitment from everybody to be aggressive and their line changes on the PK are phenomenal. Yes. They never have guys out there too long. And, and uh, if I get to my, my weekly power play summit. Yeah. Um, see what happens when you move the puck quickly. Like just like w- when you're when you're doing your passing, you have your quarterback up top. Like you need to just move that thing quickly and fire the shot quick. Like Riley, the I think it was against Buffalo where he got the puck quick, firing on net. Johnny tip, Nylander the other night with the one timer. When when they when they get a little silly, just like get in the pass and they turn around, and just, <laughs> find that guy right there. Like I know, I know. they need like give and goes, quick passes. Because when it's quick and they fire a puck, man. this team sure loves to look pretty. Don't oh they? yeah, they're 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 back. Yeah, uh, they just love. Like you've got the dirty garbage goal right there to just be just banging in the net. Nope, we got to take yeah. it. We got to twist back. And- I think I think yeah. everything. I think your outlook on this team right now, through from them being in second in their division to clearly them still being something. You yes. know, like they're not brutal. They're still no, they're a, a good playoff team. team. They're a playoff team. Like you said, it all depends on your expectations for this team. Like I said earlier, it's I've dialed mine way back. I'm getting the playoffs, see what happens type of guy. I'm not a, oh, what are we going to do in the first round type of guy anymore? This team, here's here's my here's my take on the situation. If they're going to get in the playoffs and do damage, and this is another, I'm, I'm becoming the king of the captain obvious quotes on this show lately, but like, if they're going to get in the playoffs and do any damage, it's going to be because Jack Campbell. Like Jack Campbell oh. is going to be the one who who help if they're going to win around, it's going to be because Jack Campbell is lights out. Well, that's what they've that's what they've kind of well, 
they need their top players to be better mm-hmm. for sure. But they've kind of missed that. Yep. Like, Freddie never did it. Nope. Campbell didn't really do it last year, even though he had pretty good numbers. Mm-hmm. But when's a goalie going to stand on their head? Like, 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 when are we going to get, like, in the early, in, like, the early 2000s where Curtis Joseph, like, oh, the yeah. Leafs just swept the Senators because Curtis Joseph was like, <laughs> I'm not losing. <laughs> They just get dummied. And it's in like four. Like they literally went in four games, but get destroyed every it, game. If you look, like if you look at that team too, you would take a look at that roster on paper and see some of the guys they had on that, and be like, "Oh, no wonder they swept them." But it's like, no, they swept them because Curtis Joseph was like, "That's yeah, it." It was gross. Yeah, like we need need something like that. I hundred yeah, percent yeah. agree. They need they need at least like one game. Like if they're up three two in a game six, like just stand on your head, like just steal a win. Please. Well, we didn't get. That's why everyone now is going on and on about how great Freddie looks, with Carolina. It's like, uh, let's see what happens yeah, in the playoffs. I'm, yeah, I'm with. Yeah, like if if Freddie goes in, it I'll, I'll be furious if he goes in and lights out in the playoffs for Carolina. But like, I'm not counting my chickens with Fred Anderson ahead of the first round. Speaking of not counting your chickens, if we can just get off the Leafs for a second. You think the Edmonton Oilers are legit? I think they're only legit because I look at the Western Conference and I'm just kind of like, nah. Like, do you think they are a cup contender? Um, I mean, yeah, I think you would have to say that. Like, their division sucks. Yeah. That division, and who, you who's have- challenging them in that division? Unless Vegas gets everyone back healthy yeah. and starts playing better. Like, you have... Like St. Louis, like the Central, there's a couple okay teams. I still think that they can be had. Like they have those nights where, like, if you shut down Connor McDavid, like you're you're gonna win. You yeah. know, like, like obviously that's a very obvious statement. But like, too. yeah, like yeah. Miko Koskinen yeah. or Mike Smith or like, I just don't think you're winning a Stanley Cup with Mike Smith. But if there's two players that could score their way through a round or two, yeah. like. It's, those two guys, man, like yeah. they're so good. Like yeah. it's gross. Like yeah. Leon Dreisaitl is like, like I don't like. You think McDavid's leading the league in points, and you go check, he's like four ahead of him. Yeah, like who the hell is this guy? I know. Like I know. Why I, is he so I, gross? I know. Like, I, know. I, know. I, I I hate the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> I, can, I can't stand them. Yeah. I I wish nothing but losses for them. Yeah. But I think you, you look at the that Pacific, and it's like. Pretty, it's pretty terrible. It's not good. No, it's no. not good at all. All right. I think we can get out of here now. Um, I don't know. Any last things you want to talk about? Like, I think I think the theme of this is just that they're the same team that they've always been. And it's just sort of like they sort of change the pieces around the core four or the not the core four, like the, the core, because you got to throw Riley in there, Muzzin. But, like, they change a lot of the pieces around it, but it's still essentially the same team. And this is, like, I'm done waiting for them. My version of adjusting expectations, like you were saying earlier, I'm done waiting for them to just change who they are. Who they are is a team. No, who they are is a team that's a high-event hockey team, like you said, who gets a little carried away and strolls into Buffalo after a big win over Calgary and thinks that they're just going to go in there and dummy the Sabres. And then they get smacked in the face because it's the national hockey league and every team is good. You know what though? They, what they, what they can't not say though, is they've been resilient, man. Oh, they've shown resilience. They've won some tight games. They've come back late a couple times. They've, 
had some big goals by big players. Like they still win that game last night. To like, me, to me, my most impressive win of the season, and it's it's definitely because of the emotional factor for me as a fan. Yeah, was the Saturday night win over the Bruins. Oh yeah, and keep this tape of what I'm about to say because we'll play it again later in the season, and you can tell me what an idiot I am. I just don't think that that that's not the Boston Bruin team that we've come to see over the past few years. They're they're getting a little long in the tooth in some areas, and they don't have that. And honestly, it's because Chara, in my opinion, they don't have that sort of physical. They, yeah, they don't it push beat. the Leafs around no. like like they like they usually do. Yeah, no, Chara was a, I don't know, the guy's like a thousand years old, but he was a big factor yep. in those series and those games. Like, I mean, they're, they're, they've played, what, they've they played like five less games yeah. in the league yeah. so far this season, but they're like seven and five. They're yeah. not anything special. Like, for the Lightning are to figure out, a, they can just sit their best player all year and then just bring them back in the playoffs and win the cup. Like, I love how everyone, too, is like, oh, here they go again. Like, here that's how they go they again. Yeah, that's I know. How good, I know. And like Stamkos is like yeah. back to like, his old form yeah. and like, I just, I just, the only reason you're upset that the lightning do that is because you didn't think of it yourself. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. You just get to sit your best player <laughs> until the playoffs. Yeah. And then he it, comes in and dominates because he's, he's fresh, ready to go. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, he's go. Yeah. Like, I know it's, I know they're sick, man. They also got the best goal I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to throw up too, but <sighs> all right, let's get out of here. Um, be back next week. Um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll wrap it up. Thanks everybody for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Also check us out on Instagram at talking buds podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, the algorithm, all that fun stuff. We'll see you guys next week. I'm Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. To the Blue Hotel I wanna live at the Blue Hotel The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares It's for the open-minded The pleasure seeker it's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.